I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> no, absolutely nothing. nothing. I want nothing. These are the things I want to do with. I want nothing to do Here's with Here's a that. bunch of things that I want something to do with. That is not on that list. Absolutely. I want nothing to, nothing do, with to do with it. At all. Welcome to Paranormal, guys. It's us. I'm Marie. And I'm Nicolina. And we're coming at you live from Nicolina's living room. Home studio. Home studio. <laughs> it is a home studio recording space. <laughs> um, it's actually, guys, I, I mean, I haven't gotten any personal feedback on the audio of the last episode, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was really good. It was really good. We really cleaned up our act and it's going to, it's, it sounds even better this episode. It, even better. Even better than ever. Even yeah. better than ever. Because we don't have a drunk friend no, running no. around in the back <laughs> of the episode. Was, she was awesome though. I love she her. She did contribute quite a bit to the episode. Her story so. was great too. Um, I feel like we need to just jump right into this episode because I feel like we kind of have a lot to cover. Yeah, we've got a lot to go over, guys. And we're on a time constraint today, so let's let's, let's jump in. Okay. So, so first things first. First and first mostly. First and first mostly. We're going to we're going to let you guys know what the um the layout of this episode looks like and what you can be expecting going forward from our podcast because we have some changes happening. Some big things. Some good, good things and big Exciting things and awesome things. Things. Yeah. I was going to say the F word, but I, now I think like I can't <laughs> as much. I know what you mean. <laughs> so uh, first things first, the layout of our episode typically goes like this. It's, it's important for you to listen, especially if you're a first time listener. First, we are going to do housekeeping items. Second, we're going to read each other our horoscopes. Then we get into our stories um, that we've picked for the week. And uh, that's about it. So just wanted to give you guys a heads up. And we're going to, in the housekeeping section here, we're going to talk about some changes that are happening on the podcast, which is awesome. So I don't know if you want to start with that. Sure. So we decided that, um, you know, we went a long time without content, uh, which we realize, you know, people who are going to stay engaged with us want constant content. And we know that now. So we've decided that we want to produce content for you guys weekly. But for us to do that successfully, we basically decided to divide the podcast into two separate episodes. You'll still get our original story content, our horoscope reading, our fuck, Mary kills in one episode per week. And then the next following week, we will focus solely on hometown haunts and our hometown haunts because of this, because they will have a dedicated episode. We have now extended that into our Patreon offering. So we'll discuss that a little bit more in detail, but basically, yeah. So one week you'll get a episode that involves spooky stories our regular banter and our fuck mary kills and Mm -hmm. then the following week you'll get hometown haunt episode yeah so a pretty much an episode dedicated solely to you guys yes with your stories with things that you wanted us to know exactly for us to kind of engage with you better and you're gonna get that um well, every like every, every other, other week. week. So you'll and get a bi-weekly hometown haunt and our bi-weekly stories. Yeah, and not only that, but you're going to get to hear more hometown haunts this way and we can get to your stories and you can hear yours being read faster because 
we limit the hometown haunt to only one per episode at the very end. So now you're going to be getting more than that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. We're so excited. That's, that's the new layout of the podcast, format mm-hmm. of the podcast. I'm just excited that we get to, that you, we get to be in your guys' ears every week now. Yeah. I think that it's important to have that and it allows us to create and put a little bit more effort into editing these properly because mm-hmm. I feel like hometown haunts kind of get passed aside a little at the end mm-hmm. and now we can provide a little bit more production value to those hometown haunts Agreed, and yeah. like give them the spotlight that they kind of deserve yeah for sure super exciting so speaking of hometown haunts and patreon mm-hmm. we are now relaunching, relaunching our, patri- our patreon, our patreon. <laughs> um we understand that when we didn't have content for a while um it was hard to get people to contribute to patreon but now we've given a lot of thought to the tiers and what will be involved in patreon donations so we've come up with a five tier structure for patrons Mm-hmm. And that includes a $1, $3, $5, $10, and $25 donation a month. Now, these involve, so our $1 patron will allow you guys to get either a shout out or a hometown reading. So those episodes that we've dedicated will now be dedicated to you guys if you provide a $1 donation per month, which is a pretty huge thing. Some, you know, we've looked at some of these podcasts and and they're they're requesting like $200 for a shout out. And we're like, what? This is nuts. Yeah. I think that our podcast, we need you guys to give, to do hometown odds. So, you know, you provide us with content and that's valuable. But to give you guys the credit that you deserve for providing us with those stories, it we want to give you a whole episode. Yeah. Then our $3 tier will give you guys, we'll mail you guys a sticker and also you'll get the shout out and the reading as well. So you'll get a special paranormal sticker sent to you in the mail. um, And then you'll also get the above shout out or hometown reading Mm -hmm. if you have one. Yeah. Our $5 tier on top of all the previous rewards, you'll be added to our close friends on Instagram so that you can join our monthly live Q&A session. And you'll also get a shout out on our paranormal Instagram account. Yeah. So big news. We're going to do a monthly live Q&A session and you can have access to that by donating $5 a month to our Patreon. Exactly. Our $10 tier, in addition to all the other stuff we just mentioned, you will get a personal follow um, from Paranormal and both Marie and myself's personal Instagram accounts. Mm -hmm. Plus a handwritten thank you card with uh, a spooky little... I'm planning on drawing it. Oh, Marie's going to draw it. I mean, maybe. I'm really bad. Custom art. I'm really bad at drawing. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) And then the $25 level, you'll get all of the above. So shout out, sticker... Added to our close friends, shout out on Paranormal, follow on all of our personal Instagram and Paranormal and the thank you card. And you'll get to actually choose the theme of the episode or choose a famous haunting in an episode. And if you stay at this level for six months, so the $25 level, you'll receive a surprise box of spooky items from us after six months of um, contribution. Handpicked by us, the Hand-picked items. Handpicked by us. You can also get a personalized ad spot for one month. So that's two episodes for $100. 
or three months, so six episodes for $300, then you can email us at paranormalpod at gmail.com and we'll provide you with some insight and uh, sponsorship package information. Hello, creepy friends. I'm Ashley. And I'm Bianca, and we host Creep It Real. We're a couple of babes you can trust. We'll tell you stories that will make you afraid of the dark, have you side-eyeing your neighbors, and overall questioning your entire existence. Sounds fun, right? I think so. We love to bring you new topics that you haven't heard before, but also know that with how seriously we take our research, you're always going to learn something new when we're telling a story. That's a Creep It Real promise. So if it sounds like we're up your alley, and we should be, then find Creep It Real on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Buzzsprout, basically everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts and hit subscribe. Let's all get cozy and let us give you the creeps. We also have a giveaway going on right now, by the way. We do. On our Instagram page. So it's a tiny little ghost. It's been hand crocheted by me, yours truly, Marie. (laughs) And um, the way that you can enter to win the tiny crocheted ghost is by going to our Instagram, following us on Instagram, liking the photo, and tagging a friend in the comments. And uh, we will announce the winner next episode. And we've also got, for our Patreon, we have a Patreon giveaway that we're going to be doing every month after we've completed this Instagram giveaway. The next the next one after that, will be, we'll start our Patreon giveaways. So our Patreon giveaways, we will draw a name out of the Patreons who donate at the highest tier, the $25 mark. Um, and the whoever gets drawn from that will receive a stay spooky box. The box is going to contain merch um, that uh, we won't that you can't get from donating in any of the other tiers. So it is going to contain merchandise. Um, we're not going to tell you what it is. It's a surprise. And there will also be handmade items in the box from us. We will hand make items. We will put them in this box. You, whoever gets their name drawn from the highest tier, will receive the Stay Spooky box. Woohoo! Yeah, dope. I'm super excited it. about that. I know. I'm really excited about we the Stay have Spooky ordered box. The items. Yes, the items that have we want been to ordered. Yes. that we want for ourselves. Yes. We will probably be dropping some photos of us with these items. So stay posted on that if you are interested. Yeah, if you want to see cool photos of us. Cool. Cool. I was going to say cute and started to say cool. Cruel. (laughs) Cruel. Let's do our fucking horoscopes. Marie? Yeah. Okay. What do you got for me? Okay. Be careful. (laughs) be careful that you aren't acting in a way that you dislike in others leo you could find that you are slowly taking on the traits of the people that you despise lighten up a bit and put a smile on your face if you continue to see the negative side of everything it's likely that other people will only see the negative side of you i mean i i get that um as a blanket kind of recommendation and piece of advice Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like a piece of advice I need at this very moment yeah um but I agree like I I think I've struggled a lot in um in my personal relationships with seeing how people are narcissists and manipulate and almost wanting to get what they get out of being that way 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I struggle with this. Like, I'm not, I am not that person. I do, I do not want to do those things. Yeah. However, I see other people getting more out of, yeah. out of things oh, by yeah. acting that way. So why am I, why am I being highly moral? Yeah. Squeaky wheel gets the grease is right. what they say. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, so there's a part of me, I think that has like tried to figure out how, how to do that in a way that's not completely, um, manipulative yeah that's fair well yeah moving on moving on (laughs) moving on from that um so gemini okay let's see take yourself on a mental adventure today in which you explore new aspects of your world discuss philosophy and religion get to the core of a matter that seriously interests you now is a good time to consider taking classes or engaging in some form of higher learning your emotions come from a point of great power and you should use this energy wise- wisely. Okay, so new aspects of my world. I mean, I'm going out tonight. I haven't gone out in six months. Right. Uh, because of the pandemic. But like, yeah. And by going out, I mean like a socially distanced comedy show. Uh, Do they have the um, screen in front of the people talking or no? No, because they're so far away. They're so far away. Because I've seen a few comedy clubs Where they have that have had literally like a tempered glass screen in front of them. Interesting. Yeah. No, the tables are all far away from each gotcha. other. Um, and you have to like, you can sit with your group. And I'm like 99.9% sure we're going to have to wear our masks inside of the club. The whole time. Yeah. I think when you're seated, they they, they allow you to take it off. I honestly Because you're don't drinking. Know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if there's you're drinks right. and stuff being served, they allow you to take it that off. That makes sense. Anyways, so yeah. So that's a new thing I'm doing. I haven't gone out post, like, I have not gone out post-COVID at all. Yeah. So this is the first time I'll be doing that. Uh, discuss philosophy and religion. Get to the core of a matter that seriously interests you. Uh, I mean, we talked about, like, our views on the tobacco industry a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> sure. Uh, taking classes, engaging in some form of higher learning. I am learning some things and have been considering going back to take piano lessons, Oh, actually. that's adorable. I know, right? So cute. That's so cute. I know. Um, that's about it. Like, yeah, pretty. it rings true to me today. I'd say, yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. Cool. Well... <laughs> guess what we're doing this oh, episode yeah. we did that's what we didn't say is what we're doing this yes. episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you guys voted yeah they voted on our instagram yeah and you wanted urban legend stories well we're bringing them so we're bringing in the herbies with the heat the herbies the herbies <laughs> the herby legends that's my, that's short my mother-in-law's email address herby herby <laughs> literally herby at and then i won't Don't finish say it <laughs> I'm always like, what is Irby? I don't get it. I still have never asked her. It's been almost 11 years. <laughs> hey, okay. Well, Irby. we've got Urban Legends. Um, I feel like for mine, Marie has done a version, not a version. Some, a you did a similar sighting of, 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 of this, mm-hmm. but it's not in the same place. Mm-hmm. So it's just, um, it was in, yours was in the US, mine is in the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so we did Urban Legends and um, we decided, or so I decided that I was going to go with a heavy hitter this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm doing The Legend of Bigfoot. Never heard Sasquatch of it. Sasquatch Yeti. Whoa, <laughs> you're so cool. <laughs> you're so indie. So indie. Um, never heard of it. So, never heard of it. 
Um, so <laughs> also we did a poll on our Instagram of who believes in Bigfoot and who doesn't. Yeah. And 75% uh, voted that they believe in Bigfoot. I was one of them. Yeah. I saw that. I was going to write to you and be like, thank you for your belief. Um, so my sources were Wikipedia, our best friend, history.com, nationalgeographic.com and outsideonline.com. So in North American folklore, Bigfoot or Sasquatch is a hairy, upright, walking, ape-like creature who lives in the wilderness and leaves behind footprints. They're strongly associated with the Pacific Northwest, where honestly a bunch of crazy shit happens just constantly. Constantly, yeah. Um, but people have claimed to see them all over North America. Folklorists, shout out Taylor, uh, <laughs> trace the legend. Sorry, trace the legend of Bigfoot to a combination of factors and sources, including folklore surrounding the European wild man figure and folk belief among Native Americans and loggers and a cultural increase in environmental concerns. Bigfoot enthusiasts believe that the primate is the offspring of an ape from Asia that had migrated to North America during the Ice Age. Mm. They believe that there are at, le- at least 2,000 ape men living in North America's woods today. Oh, okay. So it's not just one. Yeah. This is just some, like, interesting facts that, yeah. I, that I have here about, um, about, about Bigfoot, Bigfoot, about their size and their... Um, um, personalities cool. <laughs> an adult male is said to be at least eight feet tall and weigh around 800 pounds holy shit uh they have feet twice the size of a human's and the creatures are described as shy and nocturnal and their diets consist mostly of berries and fruits majority of the mainstream scientists have historically discounted the existence of bigfoot and consider it to be a combination of folklore misidentification and hoax rather than an actual living animal but a small news article that was published in 1958 is what has led to the modern version of bigfoot a journalist named andrew genzoli wrote the article for the humboldt times as a fun little like he wrote it as like a fun little summer piece. Okay. It was a letter from a reader in California about loggers who had found huge footprints. Mm. In the article, he joked that maybe they had found a relative of the abominable snowman. Oh. <laughs> uh, he truly thought the article was just a cute little Sunday story, but to his surprise, it absolutely fascinated the readers. So the newspaper capitalized on it and they published a few more articles about the ape man and reported that the loggers had named the creature Bigfoot. So after interviewing a lot of the loggers, they found that most of them didn't really believe in the creature. They would jokingly blame acts of vandalism on Bigfoot, like the way I blame my misplaced car keys on ghosts or fairies, (laughs) but they weren't really serious about it. Still, though, the story ended up uh, spreading to newspapers all over the country, and then eventually a TV show that was called Truth or Consequences offered a $1,000 reward to anyone who could prove the existence that big, of Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So once the story went viral, the creature ended up becoming a character in men's adventure magazines and cheap paperback novels, and by the 1970s, companies had started producing documentaries to investigate the existence of Bigfoot. And the rest is history. He is literally an icon. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Thousands of people have claimed to seen them, yet uh, we've never found bones of the creature to confirm its existence, and pranksters have admitted to creating the footprints in the mountains to That's trick true. the people yeah, that are that. looking for them. Yeah. Um, but guess what? What? 
You know the scientists that I talked about before? Yeah. The ones that don't believe in Bigfoot? Yeah. Um, well, there's real scientists that do believe in him. I believe it. Yeah. They believe that there's enough evidence to do a study to, to determine if Bigfoot actually exists. Okay. Professor Jeff Meldrum of Idaho State University stated that he is convinced there is a creature out there that we have not discovered yet, and he came to this conclusion based on the scientific evidence that he has examined himself. Mm -hmm. A man named Matt Moneymaker, yes, Moneymaker is his last name and honestly (laughs) same, he claims that he came face to face with the elusive Bigfoot in eastern Ohio. And this is a quote from him. It was two o'clock in the morning and the moon was a quarter full. Suddenly there was an eight foot tall creature standing 15 feet away, growling at me. He wanted to let me know that I was in the wrong place. Moneymaker is a lawyer, so yeah, a moneymaker, in California and also runs his own marketing company. In his spare time, he leads the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, which is a network of more than 3,000 people who claim to have seen the Sasquatch. The most compelling photographic evidence of Bigfoot is a controversial short film shot by Roger Patterson in 1967. It shows a female Bigfoot walking along a riverbank in Northern California, and we're going to post a still of that video on our Instagram. So now, because we can't get a good picture of this Bigfoot, investigators are looking into forensic evidence to prove the existence of them. Okay. There's an investigator named Jimmy Chilcutt of the Conroe Police Department, which is in Texas, and he f- specializes in fingerprints and footprints, and he's analyzed more than 150 casts of Bigfoot prints that are kept in a laboratory in Idaho. He says that one footprint that was found in 1987 in Walla Walla, Washington, which is the funniest fucking name. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, like, really? You said that, like, you've said it a million times, oh, Walla though. Walla Washington. <laughs> Convinced him that Bigfoot is real. So he... There's one... This one specific one, he's like, without a doubt, this thing exists. Okay. The ridge flow pattern and the texture was completely different from anything I have ever seen, he said. It certainly was not human and of no known primate that I have ever examined. The print ridges flowed lengthwise along the foot, unlike human prints which flow across. The texture of the ridges was about twice the thickness of a human, which indicated that this animal has very thick skin. So going back to the professor from before, Meldrum, Mm -hmm. he also says that a 400-pound block of plaster known as the skookum cast provides right provides i'm sorry provides further evidence of bigfoot's existence the cast was made in september 2000 this is crazy to me Mm -hmm. from an impression of a large animal that had apparently lain down on its side to retrieve some fruit next to a mud hole in the gifford pin national forest in washington state He says the cast contains recognizable impressions of a forearm, a thigh, a buttocks, an Achilles tendon, and a heel. It is 40 to 50% bigger than a human, he says. Okay. The anatomy does not jive with any known animal. Animal, yeah. Because all I can think of is like a bear. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're bears. Right. Right. We're going to get into that. Okay. Okay. Um, Actually... We'll find out. You might have to cut that part. Okay. <laughs> uh, and a few... Okay, so this is what convinced me, by the way. Okay. Absolutely convinced. Renowned chimpanzee researcher Jane Goodall... 
Oh. Right? Who I what? learned about in anthropology classes and is a badass. Yeah. Surprised an interviewer from the National Public Radio when she said that she was absolutely certain that large undiscovered primates such as the Yeti or Sasquatch exist. Okay. A hundred percent. Not a shadow of a doubt in her mind. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sold. Jane's got my vote. Jane, yeah. Yeah. If, Jane for president. Like if Jane <laughs> says it's true, it's true. Um, and that's where I leave off with like the lore of Bigfoot okay. and why I believe in it. Okay. But we're now I'm now gonna just tell you some of the sightings? best sightings cool. that, that are to date. So um all of these are accompanied with videos, which is what makes them so compelling. Yeah. So I'm going to put stills of each of the video on Instagram. Okay, great. So the first one was a youth group was camping in the Marble Mountain Wilderness when their leader, Jim Mills, noticed a strange looking creature skulking along a ridge nearby. He filmed it for nearly seven minutes, making the somewhat grainy footage of the uh, somewhat grainy footage the longest video of an alleged Bigfoot sighting. The Independence Day film is another one. It's a remarkably clear video that shows an alleged adult Bigfoot walking through the woods with a cub in tow. The filmmaker and exact location are unknown. But a lot of people who are skeptics are saying that they can tell that there's a seam in the back of a gorilla suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I looked at it. I didn't see that didn't at see all. But... Um, and what's his cub? Like, where did the fucking baby the come baby from? The baby come from. They also made a, a suit a for child? the a child. Like a tiny baby. A tiny baby suit. <laughs> right. Uh, in 2007, a hunter named Rick Jacobs captured some of the most famous Bigfoot images to date with a camera that was mounted to a tree in Pennsylvania's Algany National Forest. His camera also captured clear photos of bear cubs, offering evidence that the unidentified animal was not ursine. So he he also caught bears on footage. Okay. And you can tell... It was not the same. That it's not, not the, the same, same animal. Okay. Got it. Then there was locals in Jonestown, Pennsylvania. They were baffled by a footprint measuring 17.75 inches, which was found near a residential home in 1980. Oh, According to the Associated Press, the footprint coincided with reports of strange noises and a strong but unusual odor in the area. Cute. Yeah. In 1944... <laughs> <laughs> mm, yummy. Yum. Yeah, never thought of Bigfoot's odor before, but... <laughs> smells now like I'm Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> Cut that. I'm keeping it in. In 1944, former U.S. Forest Patrolman Paul Freeman claimed that he saw a family of Bigfoots in Washington's Blue Mountains. The video is shaky and grainy, but has been deemed by the real deal, or but has been deemed the real deal by so so-called Bigfoot experts. Okay, I would believe a U.S. Forest Patrolman. I mean, I would believe him. He probably he sees a lot of animals and yeah. knows the difference between them and. Yeah, I believe. But he it. also probably is someone who's super invested in that that type of um, research, re- like just just animals in general. The f- yeah, okay, got it. So he might just be like looking for it too. Okay, got it. Then a Mississippi resident, Josh Highcliffe, 
captured video of a potential Bigfoot while hunting on his property in 2013, so not that long ago. Mm -hmm. He was afraid to go back into the woods, and he posted the footage on YouTube to ask for help to identify the animal or for a prankster to come forward, but it's literally on his property. So, like, if somebody was playing a prank, like, they were on his personal property. Right, right. Anyway. Right, like, which does wouldn't happen. Like, I can see them going through like, the woods. Like, does he have haters? Like, I don't understand. Possibly. <laughs> a hiker was walking through... Uh, a hiker was walking through the Utah hills near Provo Canyon in 2012 when he spotted a large animal in the woods. As he uh, approached it, the animal stood up on its two legs and started throwing rocks at him, which is a trademark behavior of Sasquatches. According to interesting, according to researchers, okay. Um, but still, skeptics say throwing rocks. What? Yeah. I know. You. Well, man, like a bear wouldn't just pick up no, rocks with one not, hand no, and like human, throw them. That's a human thing. Yeah, to do. or an ape, like a, a like a primate, primate type yeah. thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But still, skeptics say no body, no yeti. Michael. <laughs> I think I'm so funny. Michael Dennett, who writes for the Skeptical Inquirer uh, and who has also followed the Bigfoot debate for 20 years, said that it's the same kind of eyewitness reports that we see for the Loch Ness Monster, UFOs, ghosts, you name it. Sir, UFOs are... Okay, if you're going to lump those in, sir, UFOs are real. They've fucking been confirmed. Confirmed by the... By who confirmed it recently? By the Pentagon. Oh, Pentagon. Yeah, um anyway that's all i'll say about that that's and russia about- just saw them i just posted it on our story people I don't believe anything that russia says but I'm no i know, believe that yeah. you know they're, they don't benefit from ufos so i'm just saying ufos and ghosts are real so if you want to lump bigfoot in he's in good company he is in good company so- <laughs> i do think that bigfoot is real like when i was like really into this bigfoot sasquatch uh Loch Ness monster stuff i was yeah. like younger and mm-hmm. i was like Dude, there's no way this isn't real. I truly believe in Bigfoot. I truly believe in the Loch Ness I don't think it's that crazy. Well. It's just a different... It's just like obviously a very small species that... Do you know how big like the oceans are and we've only explored 5% of them? Like, totally. Loch Ness but also, could exist. Who, I know he's in freshwater. Who benefits from lying about Bigfoot? Yeah, it's not like people like, are I making money. Like I want to know who benefits from that. Like do, yeah. people ha- do people make money? Like does that lawyer make money off of his like... 300 people that have sight like seen I don't Bigfoot? know I don't know I mean fame people lie for fame that's true but I don't know how famous you're gonna get off seeing Bigfoot, Bigfoot. like once yeah you're right maybe these, especially because so many other people say that they've seen him right like so what gives you you're more a drop in the bucket yeah I don't know um anyway uh, Maybe I'm naive. Da, 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 da. Sorry, I said something about the Loch Ness monster that I would like to clear up. By the way, okay, say it. I said we've only explored five percent of our oceans, mm. and I realized that the lake that the Loch Ness monster lives in is a freshwater lake. However, there are uh, like aquatic animals who can live in both o- oceans habitats. and and so and, uh, like yeah, lakes, lakes. oceans and lakes, oceans freshwater and, lakes, and saltwater. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, da, da, da. So the monster. So this guy, Michael Dennett, says the monster thing is a universal product of the human mind. We hear such stories from around the world. Whether you believe in Bigfoot or not, the folklore behind him has obviously stood the test of time, and it's going to provide us with endless campfire stories for the rest of our days. So I choose to believe. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know if I'm on the fence on this. Like, no. I really do think that there has been sightings of it. Yeah. And I. We are finding new species every day. Yeah. No one says that doesn't exist. Exactly. So exactly. I guess it's just the fact that they're large and. I mean, a lot of people also. Yes. But human like because they're primates. But like a lot of people also say they don't believe it because they've never seen a skeleton for one. Right. But like. You don't see bear skeletons either in the woods. Where where are they underground? I don't know what happens to them, but like but it's I, hard I, they can to come across of a skeleton. Like other animals scavenge uh, the right. body and carry away True. the bones, and you wouldn't find. I mean, I wouldn't go so far to say that they're like immortal. <laughs> no, I don't think they're immortal. <laughs> I'm saying. Wait, when did they say that the these primates came here though? During the Ice Age. Okay, yeah. So they would have died by now. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like... I still think they exist. Yeah. In mountain ranges, like... But if there was... If there's so little of them, then Mm -hmm. there's such a wide landmass for them to... That's what I mean. That we could have not discovered to find their their remains. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, that's that's the legend of Bigfoot and, and how he came to be and the most famous sightings of him. Cool. And apparently there's female ones too. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have babies. Of course. Well, how would they still exist if there were no No, females? you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. I know. Can I find that really adorable. A baby Sasquatch, little Sasquatch family. That is so, so fucking cute. cute. Come on, son. I'm going to teach you how to fish. Yeah. Like, oh my so God. Cute. Love it. Okay. That was a really good one. Thanks. I like that one. Um, mine is a little different. Um in terms of urban legends, I guess it's kind of a niche urban legend in terms of location because it is um, in the UK. Mm-hmm. But I think people in that area probably know it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's called uh, the Bluebell Hill Ghost, which is um, it's a road or a stretch of road basically that has had over 50 paranormal sightings. Um, of these ghosts on the road and um, so I will go into basically what how these ghosts or what supposed ghosts came to be and then the sightings behind behind these ghosts perfect not 50 just like five five of them Um, so I got my um, sources my sources were Kent Live News, so basically like the news channel in Kent, um, which is uh, a a region or township Mm -hmm. in uh, the UK. Mm -hmm. And you can correct me, guys, if I'm wrong on that. I know we have UK listeners. Mary, where are you? (laughs) Just let me know where the hell Kent is. Um, And uh, they wrote a few stories um, called... One, why the A229 Blue Bell Hill is named as one of the scariest roads in the UK. Um, Then also the last time people thought they saw Kent's most notorious ghost, which is actually up in last year. So the ghosts have not stopped um, being sighted. Like last year is pretty pretty soon okay um then i also got some some insight from the ghost of blue bell hill which is a book that you can get on amazon and um kent's blue bell hill ghost on seeksghosts.com so i got that information from there perfect so let's get started 
The A229 Blue Belt Hill has been named one of seven roads in the UK that are plagued by spirits. The road itself has been surrounded by mystery for decades, with more than 50 reported supernatural sightings in this area. It has made a name for itself as one of the most famous haunted spots in Kent, with many motorists claiming they have seen a young bride waiting by the roadside. Hmm. It is believed this ghost is that of a 22-year-old bride, Susan Brown, who was killed with two friends in a road traffic accident near the bridge over the old Chatham Road on the eve of her wedding, November 19th, 1965. That's so sad. It's super sad. The car accident involved a Mark I Ford Cortina and a Jaguar near a bridge that crossed old Chatham Road. The accident happened along a dangerous bend in the road and tragically three of the four females in the Ford died. The driver of the Jaguar walked away unscathed and his passenger was injured but survived. So I would also say they were out for her like bachelorette that night too. So which is really sad. She was just like trying to celebrate. Um, So one of the three females that died was taken to a local hospital where surgeons couldn't save her. And she was the bride to be, and her marriage was scheduled for the day after the accident. Ugh. Her fiance was at her bedside when she passed. Oh my god! This tragic accident happened so near to the wedding. Not all the wedding guests were informed, and many still showed up at the church the day after the accident, only to be turned away. Oh, which is also super sad. So upsetting. Imagine finding out that way. I know. That's so upsetting. Oof. Um. So four years after the accident, a man on his way home to Rochester late at night saw two pedestrians walking towards him, then suddenly disappear. On another occasion, he witnessed the pedestrians again walking across the road. However, this time a car drove straight through them. Oh my God. In 1971, James Skeen was driving home from work when a girl in her early 20s suddenly appeared in front of his car. Oh, God. He gave her a lift to Chatham, but when she got out, he said she disappeared into thin air. Ugh. In July of 1974, Maurice Goodenough, another (laughs) funny name. Oh, yeah, we got good names today. Um, A bricklayer from Rochester was driving past Bluebell Hill when he saw what he later stated was a young girl. He recounted, The girl just walked out in front of me from the edge of the road. My car hit her with a hell of a bang. Oh my God. When Goodenough jumped out of his car, he found her lying on the road. Oh my God. He had a cut, sorry, she had a cut on her forehead and scraped her knees. He covered her up with a blanket and then tried to flag down another car, but no one stopped. Afraid to move her, he went to Rochester Police Station to tell them what happened. Then they quickly returned to the scene, but only his blanket was found. A search was arranged, but nothing turned up. No one of her description had been admitted to the hospital. Soon after, Goodenough told a newspaper reporter he was still shaken up about the incident. He was adamant he had seen this girl. Many felt that Goodenough saw the Blue Bell Hill ghost. The facts seemed to concur. He saw a girl, and when he hit her... Was near, it was near the accident. So they found out that it, where he hit her was actually near that wow. 1965 accident. Wow. Um, also, his car was not damaged. 
Oh my God. And he's like, I. Why would you run to the police after hitting something? Your car was seemingly damaged at the time by a loud, like a, a, a loud huge bang. impact. Yeah. And now your car is not damaged. Oh my God. Um, so now we're going to fast forward to the autumn of 1992. Okay. Basically the next time that these ghost sightings started to Ooh. be prevalent. So the 70s was like a, uh, I guess, a, a big, big big time for these ghosts and to appear. they were quiet during the 80s. They were a little quiet, I guess, during the 80s. Maybe mm-hmm. there's just other things going on in the 80s. Yeah. They were doing a lot of... Um, work. Work. Yeah. <laughs> so elsewhere. <laughs> in the autumn of 1992, three separate motorists reported knocking down a figure that ran into their path of their vehicle late at night Yo, on Blue Bell Hill. I would freak. Like, I would not be okay for a very long time. I know. If I was that driver. Like, it makes me a little nauseous. I'm afraid. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in the two most dramatic encounters, the figure of a young woman had stared calmly into the eyes of the driver no. as his vehicle struck her. No. Subsequent police investigations not only failed to find a victim, but no evidence that an accident had occurred prompting their conclusion that these motorists had probably encountered the famed ghost of Blue Bell Hill. Nicolina, I want to go to this place, but I don't want to go to this place. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So the most notable story came from a 56-year-old coach driver named Ian Sharp, who saw the ghost only just a week before the anniversary of the car crash. Okay. I honestly thought I had killed her, he told the son. I had come out of the Bluebell Hill slip road from the village coming down the hill. I saw this woman and I thought, oh, she'll go back. She won't come across. But then she just ran straight in front of the car and I hit her on the left side. She was looking at me all the time. Yo, this is like a a fear of mine that like not ghost, like real people. This is an actual fear of mine. He's like, I honestly thought that I had killed her. You can't imagine how I felt. Oh my God. I I was so scared to look underneath, but I knelt down and looked straight through. There was nothing there. I don't, what would you do? Be honest. What would you do? I would stop. I would stop. Oh no, no, no. I would, I don't mean that. I mean, you stop. Of course we would stop. I would, I would. Of course we would. I mean, you stop, you get out, you look under your car and there's nothing there and you look all around and you don't see her. What would you do? I would get no the fuck in my car. car and like I wouldn't even know I would probably go to the police station still because I would be like something just happened that I can't explain I, and I don't yes. want to be involved in any yeah, like go look what if she ran she, away like yeah. you know like yeah, you don't yeah. know for sure but I feel like I would be in hysterics I would be driving out of there like I would look for her for sure but I would be but getting the fuck out of the there re- ASAP upon realizing that this was a ghost and yeah. that there was no damage to my vehicle or an alien yeah. I would also assume yeah because I'm me I would get into the vehicle and I would speed to the police station faster than I have ever driven anywhere in my life and I think by the time I saw another human being I think I would be in hysterics to the point where totally I don't think I'd even be able to get the story out for five minutes no and I would like, be afraid they wouldn't believe me a hundred percent yeah yes for Sorry. sure um so over the years huge numbers of unsuspecting motorists have witnessed this woman running out in front of cars late at night locking eyes with them before vanishing this is that's the part I think that creeps me out the most is the oh, locking of the eyes <laughs> I think that's the absolute worst part of it. Okay. So drivers trapped on the A229 Blue Bell Hill 
thought they saw a ghostly figure. Um, sorry, no evidence of a collision have, has ever been found, um, nor has there ever been a victim found either. Until 2019, the most recent sighting was witnessed by a family who were driving in the area in January 1993. So before 2019, the last sighting was 1993. Okay. Um, The Kent driver... How many years was that then? Between Between, the sightings? Yeah. How many years between those two? Almost four, like uh, 26 years. And how many between the last two? It was the 70s and the 90s. Yeah. 74 was like the last one like 77 yeah. nine or something yeah, yeah. so like 20... so like they go dormant for like a, a decade and then they seem to pop back up two decades this one's two decades the first one was one decade now it's two decades guaranteeing three decades yeah maybe anyway maybe. um so the driver malcolm maiden slowed up as he could see a figure standing in the road when the car got closer, they realized it was an elderly woman wearing old-fashioned, worn-out clothes. An air of malevolence surrounded her, and as they approached the grotesque figure, her face contorted with anger. She began to shake a bundle of twigs at the car. What? When the car began to fill with an evil black fog, <gasps> the family sped homewards. Oh my gosh. Which? Yeah. So, I don't know if this is the same girl. Yeah. Or if it's another person, like, I don't know, like, if she's, because the other ones were the same girl with, like, this white bridal gown. Right. um, Coming close and disappearing and locking eyes with them. This one seems like. Not the same girl at all. No, she seems, like, evil. Yeah. Um, So as recently as February 2019, one eagle-eyed driver had spotted what looked like a ghostly figure on Blue Bell Hill amid snow chaos. Hundreds of cars had to be abandoned on Bluebell Hill as snow lashed the north of Kent. The picture shows cars at a standstill and in the distance what appears to be the outline of a person standing next to the central reservation. So basically like the um, the divide between the two Got it. Um, highway. Like the median. The median. That yeah. We, yeah. And one onlo- one onlooker said the figure looked like an adult with a child in their arms. Oh God! So another that was, one. That a was the last. That was the very last sighting of the Bluebell Hill. And there's a photo of it. There's a photo that we'll, we'll post that as well. There's a few photos of um, the bride mm-hmm. as well, but I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know accurate how. they are. Yeah. Um, but this one was like specifically because they were at a standstill, so they were able to yes. capture what they all what I want they to saw. See this, yes. So yeah, that is the legend of the Blue Bell Hill ghost. Wow. Or ghosts. Yeah. Um, there's more than there's multiple sightings and multiple stories, but those are like the wow. most impactful because these men literally went to a police station and filed reports, like. Like I hit someone. I, I hit, hit someone or I see something like I saw something. That and was those like, are just the people that reported it to the police. Totally. I wonder how many people have seen them that were like, oh, I'm getting out of here. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not going to go to the, yeah, I'm yeah. getting the fuck out of here. Oh my God. Crazy. So that's a good one. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Um, so are we going to do some urban legend fuck, Mary kills? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> let us take a small little pause here. Yeah. It won't be a pause for you, just for us. Just for us. And we will come back with our urban legend, Fuck, Fuck Mary, Mary Kills. Kills. Okay. <laughs> okay, we back with our urban legend, Fuck, mm-hmm. Mary Kills. Mm-hmm. Marie. Okay. 
ask away. Fuck Mary Kill. Yeah. Bigfoot. Yeah. Bloody Mary. Yeah. And Slender Man. Okay. Those are two of the ones I was going to ask. So oh, I, okay. I, I will have new ones. <laughs> I, I have new ones in my mind. Okay. So those are hard. Yeah. I'm going to kill Slenderman. Yes. 100% yes. Because I think he's just gross. He kills children too. He's just gross. Yeah. Get him out of here. Um, I'll probably fuck Bloody Mary. Okay. And then marry Bigfoot. Bigfoot. He just seems like, you know, he's a family man with his child rearing. That's fair. Although I, he, he could be a good good in bed, too. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I would kill Slender Man for sure. Yeah. I think I would fuck Bigfoot and marry Bloody Mary only because I'm so afraid to be physically close to Bloody Mary. That's true. That is true. That I would I would rather be closer to Bigfoot than I would to Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. She just seems like a fucking crazy. She does seem like a fucking lunatic. Lunatic. So like I can marry her and not have to physically touch her. I mean, if that was the case, then I would probably marry Slenderman and kill Bloody Mary. So I didn't have to be near him. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Just because yeah. I don't know if he deserves my my name. I The only thing about Slenderman is that I feel like he lures in children. Yeah, I just don't like Which him I don't like all. that. No. No. Um, he tall, though. He is tall as fuck. <laughs> he is tall. He's, He's definitely that. over six foot. He's so. definitely over six foot. Um, okay. So I am going to go with Chupacabra. Okay. I almost picked him. Okay. Um, sewer alligator. Oh, okay. And the vanishing lady, which is um, basically any of many Your stories, stories of yeah. a vanishing lady. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have sex with the vanishing lady. Okay. Because I'm afraid to get too close to either the chupacabra or the sewer alligator. That's fair. <laughs> the sewer alligator. The sewer alligator. <laughs> I'm going to marry the chupacabra because he only attacks goats. And so true. I'm not afraid that he's going to hurt, hurt a you. human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will kill the sewer alligator because I alligators eat humans sometimes. Yeah. And so, of the two, I feel like they're, I mean, having just lethal that one. I don't know how so, you would do either of those things with no. an alligator. No, I don't know. I don't know. So okay, I, I'm on board with those the, okay. with your decisions with all the decisions. Yeah. Okay, cool, <laughs> awesome. Okay, so guys, go fucking check out our Patreon. Yeah, we're gonna it's have lit. Yeah, now we're gonna have photos of I think the sticker that we're going to offer. The, the other stuff is kind of a surprise, so I don't really want to let it out just yet. Yeah, fair enough. Um, at least not until our first person gets their spooky box, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, then they're, they're going to be able to tell everyone. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so you can do that. And then go to Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. It's at ParanormalPod. Um, we do giveaways on there. We always post photos that coincide with the episodes. And then you can find our personal Instagrams. Mine is at Splendora. Mine is Nicolina Savelli. Yeah. At Nicolina Savelli. And, uh... You can email us your hometown haunts at paranormalpod at gmail.com and come back next week for the hometown stories that we're going to tell. Yep. And that's it. Stay spooky, guys.
that's showbiz baby <laughs> bye bye <laughs>